Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Andrew, also known as the Cashflow King, joining us on this Monday, and Johnny Crypto will be here any minute, so I am very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Ripple joins the International Swaps and Derivatives Association now connecting their financial products with the largest companies on the planet. As CTO and co-founder David Schwartz discussed the possibility of a world reserve digital asset, telling his community this is the only chance the U.S. has to succeed. And with the digital revolution of a lifetime already upon us, we break down the details, showing our community how this next bull run could be creating the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Andrew Cashflow, like I said in the prep this morning, I think I have one of the most bullish XRP videos we've ever showed on our channel prepared. And we're going to start with that today, guys. But first of all, how are you feeling, Andrew? Thanks for being here. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon here from the Netherlands. Pretty wet and cold. Uh, you know, we had a very warm summer, but currently there is no global warming in the Netherlands because it's... Uh, what is it here? It is uh, now 70, uh, even even less. So, uh, but still had a great weekend. Uh, looking forward to a great show, great articles from uh, from Epps. So uh, let's dive into it. Absolutely. And with that being said, we're going to get this thing started the same way we always do by showing you my Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin fear and greed index is in neutral this morning, sitting at a 49. And when we look at some of the daily movers, fairly red across the board, we got Algorand up about 2.6% and Dash Token up about 4%. When we look at our Merlin market update this morning, we are sitting at 1.15 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 49% dominant. Ethereum is about 19%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 28,900. Ethereum is 1,800 and XRP Fairly in the red this week, Andrew, sitting at a 61 cent price. And guys, we already got 188 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We got a lot of great information to get into today, but this is the news that everyone's been discussing. Ripple joins BlackRock and JP Morgan as a member of the leading trade association, the International Swaps and Derivatives Association. Now, why is this so important? We're going to be discussing that throughout the episode, but I want you guys show us some love, smash that like button. And here is what I'm calling the most bullish XRP video of the last 10 years. Do you sure. believe that there can be uh, two uh, existing world reserve currencies to, I mean, to, to simultaneously exist? 
I, I do. And I think that could happen. I think it's quite realistic that a lot of the world is just done with the dollar as their reserve currency. I th and I think that there's a lot of places that are, are willing to try something else. And, you know, one of my one of my scenarios and I don't think again, I don't think it's going to play out quickly, but like one of my wild case success scenarios for a digital asset is if countries start to realize that the U.S. dollar is not going to be the reserve currency forever. Other things are going to be the reserve currency. And and the same thing that we saw with banks, like people when, I, when we started selling software to banks, people would say to me, you know, why would a bank use something that like you guys were selling them when they could use something that was like made by banks? And what they didn't realize is that, you know, only like 10 banks in the country in the, on the planet are Deutsche Bank, HSBC, Credit Suisse, JP Morgan Chase, like the ones who would build a system that the entire planet would run on. For the rest of the banks, that's 6,000 smaller banks. Those are their biggest, strongest competitors. Those are the entities they hate the most. They would not want to use the system built and maintained by them because it's going to be biased in favor of them, their biggest and strongest competitors. And I think the same thing could happen to nations. Like every nation would love for their currency to be the world reserve currency. That's helped the U.S. You know, that's grown the U.S. economy, quote unquote, unfairly by leaps and bounds for decades. And every other country would be like, yeah, we'd like to have the world be the world's reserve currency. But the only countries that could possibly pull it off is the U.S. holding its position, you know, maybe the EU, maybe Russia, you know, maybe maybe one or two others. But realistically, most countries know that if there's going to be a new world reserve currency that's a country's currency, it's not going to be them. And Andrew, we're going to play the remainder of this clip, but I wanted to pause it there and get a little narrative going. One of the things that we've discussed for a long time is the hopium in the XRP community. Everybody wants to talk about the possibility of a digital global reserve asset. Those conversations have been shut down very quickly in the past, but listen to David Schwartz in this clip. 99% of countries on the planet are done with the U.S. dollar, and they're creating a new system as we speak. We see it with the BRICS nations. We see it with Russia and China. But what nobody's talking about is the fact that it's not going to be a single asset at the top anymore. It's going to be a decentralized basket. And what's most likely is that it's going to be digital. And David Schwartz just broke that down. So before I play the remainder of that, what stuck out to you, Andrew? Yeah, I, I think that if, uh, if if many people are fighting about something, there there should be uh, at least if there is no war and there is no uh, like like Ray Dalio has his has his video, the changing world order, you know. And every time there there must be a war before another country gets the, the gets on top of the of, of the pyramid for the world reserve currency. We saw that with with Spain and and France and 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 the Netherlands and 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 and, and um, the UK, you know, and then and then the, the United States. So I think and I hope we will be sensible and take something else. And then for me, two options remain. It's either a uh, a, a, a cryptocurrency, like we, of course, we like the most XRP, or it is a digital version of the SDR. That is the special drawing right used by the by the uh yeah by, by by the world bank and and that kind of major institution so i think the game is not won yet but uh but that that there, there, there must be something to inter exchange money and so yeah for me uh hopefully xrp and but uh, i think uh, sdr or another uh, centralized currency digitally or a world cbdc or what can you call it can also be a, a major player in that, that field. And so let's see who wins, uh, who wins this, this game.
Thank you, Andrew. And with that being said, guys, we got 278 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Let's listen to David Schwartz explain how the U.S. dollar could have peaked several years ago. That could possibly pull it off as the U.S. holding its position, you know, maybe the EU, maybe Russia, you know, maybe maybe one or two others. But realistically, most countries know that if there's going to be a new world reserve currency that's a country's currency, it's not going to be them. And so they might actually prefer a currency that nobody can control to one that's controlled by their largest geopolitical rivals. And so that's like what I think is the biggest possible success scenario for for the for digital for you know for digital assets if these countries are like okay well the US dollar can't hold on forever but it's not going to be our currency because no one's going to want to repeat the US dollar scenario you know nobody but the EU wants the EU to replace the dollar right nobody but Russia wants the ruble to replace the dollar nobody but China wants the you know the yuan to replace the dollar so Maybe they could settle on a currency that nobody control could control rather than one controlled by their most powerful geopolitical rival. So if you want a success scenario, that. So, Andrew, immediately where my brain goes is how long until the tanks roll in? These conversations typically are followed by war. And that's what I actually want to discuss right now. What is the likelihood of the U.S. being comfortable, I guess, distributing their power to a bunch of other countries and not having a complete collapse? That would be my narrative. Yeah. You know, um, if I would be the U.S. and I had for decades the possibility to print money in oblivion, of course, I would be great to to keep that. But, you know, it's yeah, it's it's no no chance that they will keep it. However, I think they will do their utmost to to uh, to to keep that uh, that, that position. And um, I, I was thinking the other day um to to it, it, actually the dollar is weaponized and also what i see in, in in global warming and what i see the most here in the us or sorry in in europe and especially in the netherlands we see everybody has to uh, go away from natural gas we are in the netherlands we are on one of the major the biggest uh, uh, natural gas reserves in 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 europe and, and we are closing it down. It is also because of earthquakes and, and that kind of stuff. But I think it's also to uh, to take from Russia, because Russia is one of the biggest national gas suppliers uh, in the world, also to take away money from them and to weaken them. However, you see also that more natural gas is now exported to uh, to, to China and, and to, uh, to, to India and also oil. And then it comes via Saudi Arabia it comes back to the Netherlands. So there is a lot of stuff going on at the moment in the world about, yeah, about money and natural resources. And um, I'm not so sure what's happening, but, uh, but we'll, we'll face uh, exciting times. And I hope that civilization is so far that we do not need a war, a war to, uh, to fight this out and, and, and to, to, to make sure who is allowed to to get the, the 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 world reserve currency? Just like after the Second World War, it was chosen that, that the U.S. Uh, was able to do it. And why? Because the U.S. had the most gold. Because before it was was Great Britain with the, with the, with the pound sterling, and because yeah, but Great Britain was so weakened because of the war, they had they had nothing anymore. So then, and France also wanted to become the the world. Uh, the, the world reserve currency and then yeah in the end it was chosen that that us would it was fair because they had the most money it was backed up by money 
But yeah, hey, uh, we know what happened in uh, in the 70s that Nixon said, yeah, we take uh, the dollar off of the of the gold standard. Yeah, and then the devaluation started. So yeah, you know, there is a whole history behind it, and yeah, I hope that civilization will get will have enough common sense to say. You know, we are all on spaceship Earth and we need to work together instead of making war together and, and fighting over. I want to have a little bit more than somebody else. And so um, let's let's vote for XRP. Absolutely, Andrew. One of the things that really stuck out to me here is David Schwartz has officially come out and started to make some very strong statements about not only XRP, but the products that they're offering at Ripple. And of course, most of those products are leveraged by XRP. This is what's so exciting. After the lawsuit, Johnny always talks about the monkey is off the back for Ripple. I also want to say something about the U.S. dollar. So last week, Johnny Crypto broke down the U.S. dollar was given power because of our manufacturing ability. In the early 1930s, all the way through into the 1980s when Johnny Crypto was growing up, that's a joke, of course, <laughs> the U.S. was number one in manufacturing cars, products. You thought it was American made. That was associated with high quality. Over the last 20, 30, 40 years, we've outsourced all of that labor into the BRICS nations, whether it's Indonesia, uh, Korea, China, India, Russia. We've outsourced everything from our oil to our products, and now the dollar is the last thing to fall. So when David Schwartz is making statements like this, it's the most powerful minds on the planet are finally coming around to the fact that the U.S. is in the midst of a collapse, and the only way that we can save ourselves is by decentralizing our system and not just handing that power over to somebody else like a Russia and China conglomerate. But we got 335 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Johnny Crypto, I see you just made it. You made it just in time, my friend. I just gave you a shout out here. We're talking about how the US dollar for the first time in history could be falling before our eyes. And just because you jumped on the show right now, I'm going to show you a brief clip of David Schwartz from yesterday that's going to shock you live on air. Quote, unquote, unfairly by leaps and bounds for decades. And every other country is like, yeah, we'd like to have the world to be the world's reserve currency. But the only countries that could possibly pull it off is the U.S. holding its position, you know, maybe the EU, maybe Russia, you know, maybe maybe one or two others. But realistically, most countries know that if there's going to be a new world reserve currency that's a country's currency, it's not going to be them. And so they might actually prefer. There you have it, Johnny. And that's why we're discussing this this morning. Guys, 347 live listeners here and 27 minutes in. Johnny Crypto gets here, my friends, but I want to kick it over to him right now. The global reserve currency for the first time ever is being disputed. And a lot of times we don't want to give the U.S. more credit than it deserves. But the U.S. has been sitting at the top of that pyramid for over five decades. Is this the time we're going to see something change, Johnny? What do you think about David Schwartz's statements? Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> first of all, some of us have to work for a living, unfortunately. You you wouldn't know what that's like, apparently. But anyway, nonetheless, <laughs> Uh, so I apologize for being late, guys. Um, but nonetheless, the uh, the reality abs is we know we've been saying for a while that the U.S. is in trouble. There's no surprise here that the U.S. is not only going to lose its real reserve currency status, um, it's it's going to happen. The you know we sat like you said on top of it for almost ninety to one hundred years, and you had a great chart that shows historically every country who has been the world reserve currency abs was what about about 190 to 100 years we showed right before the transfer so we're there i mean it's there it's so you know we're at that time point now the interesting thing is none of us who are watching this show or have been alive we're alive to even know what that transition is like 
But when you look, ah, we're, we're buddies. We could do that. When, when, um, when, um, when this does happen and some of us will live through it, it is going to be a change in lifestyle for the country that loses its status as the world reserve. And therefore, in this case, all us citizens will experience a change in life that they've never experienced before. Because, you know, think about it. You have a flooding of dollars that the whole world need. Imagine all this money, right, is being spread around the world. And all of a sudden, everybody says, I don't need it no more. And it all just comes back here. Well, guess what? You guys all know a very simple equation, supply and demand. Well, if there's no more demand for that money and there's too much supply of it, well, then what does that do? That, that drives a massive, massive uh, devaluation of that dollar. And that's going to be a very, very ugly time. However, the only good news here is these things don't happen overnight apps. These things take multiple years to happen. This will be a transition. We're living through it. We're literally reading the words where you see the bricks every day. They're talking about how they're moving towards a different currency to replace the dollar. Right now that's starting now. It isn't going to happen today. But it's starting today and over the next few, several, I don't know, I don't, nobody knows, 5, 10, 15 years, you'll see that transition to whatever the new currency is going to be, whether it's purely the one or maybe a basket of currencies. We don't yet know what that's going to be, Abs. But one thing we know is it won't be just the U.S. dollar alone anymore, and that is going to hurt uh, the you, lifestyle. Johnny, Johnny, we just decided it will be XRP. Oh, did we? That, <laughs> <laughs> something tells that, you know, I mean, hey. I'm not, I can't say it won't be. You know, who knows what it's going to be. Uh, I, to me, I, I don't think it'll be a cryptocurrency. That doesn't mean, though, that the system, the rails of a cryptocurrency system couldn't be, you know, where, where these reserve, world reserve currencies would be leveraged or used upon. But actually, yeah, cryptocurrency being the world reserve, I, I'm not so sure I'm ready to believe that one yet. <laughs> not yet, anyway, Andrew. Well, Johnny, I do want to ask one more question before we hop into this article here. What does it mean to you that guys like David Schwartz and Brad Garlinghouse are becoming more outspoken than ever? You said very often the monkey is off the back of XRP, but it's obviously off the back of Ripple here. And David Schwartz saying that he thinks a digital asset could be the new global reserve currency. He can't say XRP, but he basically did with those statements there. What does it mean to you? Is this is this the new norm for XRP and Ripple? Well, you know, listen, you got to you got to take some of this stuff with a grain. Let me just lower, let me uh, turn my phone off here abs, because I was getting all these notes. No problem. No problem. So, abs, you know, think about this. If you work for a company, you're going to promote whatever your company does. Right. So you have to remember when David's speaking, he's excited. He's talking about what his company does, you know. But at the end of the day, do you think the world is ready to accept a cryptocurrency? Well, we can't even we can't even use the word crypto in the U.S. without getting spanked by the banks and everybody else. You think we're ready to have the world cryptocurrency as a as a no? I don't see that happening for a very very long time. Do they are they going to talk about? Of course they are. They're in the crypto space. It makes sense. But are they actually going to? You know, do we really believe the world? No, we're gonna first of all just coming off the U.S. dollar is going to be a huge move into something else. And I think it'll be a basket of currencies that, that has to be trusted. <laughs> Excuse me. I tried Bless to get Bless um, It has to be something that has is trusted, extremely trusted to be the world reserve currency. Abs. Do you guys honestly believe any cryptocurrency right now could take that position? I believe that if we had a global conglomerate, like not an individual currency, but maybe China, Russia, Brazil, like we're seeing right now, all come together and say, we're going to back this specific asset with this hard currency. 
that might be a situation, but I think it's really unlikely they come out and say, hey, everyone buy Ethereum or XRP, and we're going to use that as a reserve asset. I agree with you in a lot of ways. Yeah, but what you said is true. Once there is a new reserve currency set, at that point, then maybe some years later, they may say, hey, we're going to use this other thing, and it's backed by this, but that's many, 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 many years away, in my opinion, if that were to, were to ever happen. All right, guys, we got 390 live listeners here. Show us some love, smash that like button and get ready because this is the most exciting article we've maybe ever showed on our channel. Ripple Jones, BlackRock and the JP Morgan as a member of the leading trade association on the planet, the International Swaps and Derivatives Association. Ripple joins industry giants like BlackRock and JP Morgan here, but we're going to defer to a two minute video done by one of our friends, Crypto Airy, explaining exactly why this is so important. And I just want to remind people very quickly, this company alone does 1.2 trillion in volume per day. 1.2 trillion. That's a real number. With that being said, here's a video. To cryptocurrency update from Japan, and I broke some pretty interesting news in the last 24 hours. Let's get right into it. Ripple, the company, has joined the ISDA. This is a 100% focus on derivatives. The officers include BlackRock and Societe Generale. Etc. The directors, JP Morgan, CME Group, City, Goldman Sachs, BMY Mellon, the London Stock Exchange, Bank of America, Intercontinental Exchange, and so on. You can see some really big, heavy hitters in the financial sector. Over a thousand institutions from 79 different countries are members. So what are derivatives? Well, popular ones that are sold are options, single stock futures, a contract for difference. They're called CDFs. XRP is actually in a CDF with uh, SBI as a financial instrument. Uh, swaps are very, very popular. JP Morgan is the world's largest derivatives bank with a total notional value of 39 billion. There's a Johnny Crypto, I'd like to get some brief comments here. I've got a corresponding video we're gonna play, but let's hear from you and Andrew Cashflow first. Um, you know, um, I'm not a native uh, uh, English speaker. So first of all, what I did is, let's see what, what the F is a derivative. So a derivative is a financial instrument whose value is derived from an underlying asset like a cryptocurrency. So, you know, then, then it triggered my attention and they are, are yeah, the purpose is to speculate on price movement, risk, uh, risk management, hedge risk and obtain leverage. So what does it mean? There is an interest from those major parties to have to have an instrument that can do that kind of stuff speculation risk management leverage so you know is it a big step in in the right direction not so sure but it is an interesting step because there is interest from yeah major major banks to to get xrp into the world of derivatives so i would say logical step and uh yeah Let's let's see what happens further. Some some other cryptos are also maybe you talk about it later. But Algo and Crypto.com are also in that area already. What does it mean? Mm, not sure, but you know I think it's it's a it's a step in the right direction. And uh, let's let's see it as a positive move. Absolutely, Johnny. Here's a brief video from David Schwartz explaining what Crypto Erie just elaborated on. They've got connections with SBI. Now they're connected to J.P. Morgan and BlackRock. Well, David Schwartz said, why would the banks not use their own product? Here's the answer to that question. The bank used something that like you guys were selling them when they could use something that was like made by banks. And what they didn't realize is that, you know, 
only like 10 banks in the country in the, on the planet are Deutsche Bank, HSBC, Credit Suisse, JP Morgan Chase, like the ones who would build a system that the entire planet would run on. For the rest of the banks, that's 6,000 smaller banks, those are their biggest, strongest competitors. Those are the entities they hate the most. They would not want to use the system built and maintained by them because it's going to be biased in favor of them, their biggest and strongest competitors. There you have it, Johnny. Ten banks control the world and everybody else is yet to follow. But what those 6,000 banks have working for them is that they don't have to hand that control over if they can find a decentralized alternative. And we got 422 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Johnny Crypto, what do you think? Is David Schwartz correct in his uh, statement about banks running through only 10 systems? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that there's a few large banks that kind of have control of of the large portion pretty much of the derivatives market. And, you know, the derivatives market is huge, Abs. I mean, there's talk of, you know, 600 million value, 600 trillion of like unlocked value, but the real value is somewhere around 12 trillion, trillion is what they say. Um, so for me, this was probably the most exciting news for Ripple as a, as a Ripple holder of, of shares, right? Not so much XRP, but more Ripple. This is extremely exciting news from a Ripple perspective. I mean, you're now in the club with the big boys, right? When you're talking these two names right here, and now those three, when you're a partner with those two names, that's a very, very, very good thing. You're you're playing in the right sandbox, okay? Now, um, remember, we don't necessarily know exactly how this is going to play out for Ripple, what it means for them, but you're now, now you're at least you're at the table. You're sitting at the table, you're having discussions, and you get to play in the in 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 this potential future system that's coming. And that is extremely bullish news for Ripple, the company. So for any of you who own you know shares from the IPO, I think this is extremely exciting news. Now, for XRP perspective, you know, it all depends on what products and services Ripple ends up maybe creating or getting leveraged from this partnership that might then drive usage for or adoption for XRP. And that could also be beneficial, but we just don't know yet. It's too early to tell what's going to actually be happening there and how they're going to be leveraging their systems. But here's the good news. You are now sitting the company that you own some portion of a product they make, right? In this case, XRP, they are sitting at the table with a bunch of other big players of a market playing in a market. That's worth $12 trillion. That should get everybody excited. That gets me Super excited. Now we just have to see where this pant plays out, where this goes. We're at the very beginning. Now we got to see how, you know, what happened. We're a long way from seeing the, the benefit of this, but this is the, this is what you want to see happening. This is kind of the news that you want to be hearing about. So I'm super, super excited about that. Johnny, I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach here, guys. Everyone's covering the ripple aspect of this news, but this is something that stuck out to me in this article. First of all, there's only two other crypto companies involved in the International Swaps and Derivatives Association. That is Algorand, the one that Gary Gensler considers a security, and Crypto.com, which is registered in the United States. Also, the reason this news is so important, Johnny, and before I play the video, I want you to comment on this. The trade organization is headquarters in New York City. So this news would never have happened if it was if the lawsuit was taking place. Now that the lawsuit's not taking place, it's articles like these that are going to continue to come out of Ripple. I wanted to get some comments before we continue. That's exactly right. I mean, we've been saying that on this show for a year and a half, that the minute the monkey came off the back, they would be able to play in the U.S. You're absolutely right. This would not have happened 
until the lawsuit was over. That's why you're hearing about this now. The sad part is you would have heard about this two years ago if it wasn't for the lawsuit. And we would be two years ahead of the game right now, and we would kind of know what this means, what what partnerships, what development, what technology, how it's going to be left. Now we don't know nothing. They're just getting started. They're just sitting down, you know. But nonetheless, it's still a good – it's still, in my opinion, great news, great news for Ripple. Also, Algorithm and Crypto.com, who's also part of this. I mean, to me, if you're looking for clues of what to invest in in the future, guys, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, the, you know, between the ISO uh, 222 coins plus news like this, you know, with Algo and, and Ripple and things like that, you've got all the clues in the world you need to know where you want to be packing your bags. And hopefully you're doing your research and you're starting to realize some of the things that you want to make sure is sitting in your stable. Get those horses ready, baby. Pack them horses in that stable. Absolutely, Andrew Cashflow. And I do want to get a little comment from you as well. With Algorand being the only crypto company that's also involved in this project, I want to put crypto.com to the side because they're an exchange. We don't know if they're focused on the token, if they're focused on the exchange aspect. But Algorand and XRP are tokens built for utility. And what the mission statement of what they're doing here is, they are building a world economy without borders sounds like the world economic forum to me andrew but i do want to get your thoughts what do you think algorand and xrp the only two tokens working in this derivatives market creating economies without borders yeah i mean uh it, it is currently it is ripple and algorand uh i think soon more will follow but it is depending on on, on the sec you know, how much more uh, uncertainly is, is the SEC able to blow into the market and uh, more will follow. And, you know, if I see such a, a statement from Algorand, yeah, fantastic, you know, money. You know, we had uh, separation uh, year, years ago, in, in, the, in the long ago, we had separation from church and state. Uh, and that was, the, that was the beginning of the Renaissance. And... Uh, I, I, we, what we also need is now separation from money and state. So that, that money is from everybody and everybody has the, the equal right to use money and not some are, are, are uh, yeah, more favorable than others. You know, I, I read the book um, uh, Animal Farm of George Orwell. I don't know if you, if, you know, if you know that book. And there they said some animals are more equal than others. You know, and that's what we should avoid. And uh, I hope it will go uh, yeah, soon into, the, into that direction. Johnny Crypto, last comment on this Algorand news here before we play the XRP video for our listeners. What's more important in your perspective? Algorand being chosen for an association like the ISDA or Gary Gensler calling it a security? What carries more weight in this market? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, certainly being chosen in the derivatives 12, 12 trillion dollar market I think is 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 promising and exciting for the algorithm. Oh, I'm sorry for the Algo uh, Foundation and anybody who's holding it. The fact that Gary's calling it a uh, a security is not a good thing. But I think the fact that we have the ruling that came out that said any programmatic sales for now, as that holds up, are not a security is gonna kind of give the whole crypto community some breathing room abs okay so i think it's good i think that's so there's more weight i think in the is isda news for that reason and it's always fun to ask dumb questions but i like to show it for our listeners and guys we got 456 live listeners here show us some love smash that like button and guess what 
This is the most exciting news for today. We're talking about the ISDA membership with Ripple, connecting them to companies like JP Morgan and BlackRock to enhance payments and create borderless economies. I mean, really, it's like a script out of a, out of a movie here. But guys, I'm going to play the remainder of this summary video and we'll discuss it. World's largest derivatives bank with a total notional value of $39 billion. There's a lot of money that sloshes around in currencies, bonds, commodities, stocks, and soon, and soon, tokenized real world assets. So I am sure this is the reason for Ripple joining. It is a pretty big deal. And I shared with my Patreons that uh, it's very telling to look at the direction Ripple is going. Uh, they have described themselves differently than I've ever seen done before. It reads on their description that Ripple's mission is to build breakthrough crypto solutions for a world without economic borders. Through blockchain technology, Ripple enables global financial institutions, businesses, governments, and developers to move, manage, and tokenize value, helping to unlock greater economic opportunity, enabling the world to move value like it moves information today. Now, what's interesting is that there was no mention of cross-border payments. So I think this roadmap is clear, even though it's always changing. I acknowledge that. Guys, that's a bullish statement. There were a lot of people calling this. Why aren't they talking about cross-border payments here? What Ripple's doing is expanding their business. They've conquered the cross-border payment industry. They're moving on to the derivatives market. And that market is hundreds of times in liquidity, hundreds of times in size. And we are going to talk about XRP being added to the liquidity hub. But first, here's the remainder of this video. But it's clear this is their current direction. Here's just yet one more. It was in 2020 that Six and SBI announced that they would do a joint venture to create a liquidity hub. I think everybody who follows XRP knows about the liquidity hub. Well, it was SBI and Six that announced it years before Ripple's announcement. Ripple retweeted out their liquidity hub solution again yesterday. This is from an original announcement that was in April, but no, not uh, showing XRP as of yet being added to that liquidity hub. So Johnny Crypto, XRP is yet to be added to the liquidity hub. And we know if they're going to use a solution for liquidity, they're going to use the XRP token. So for anybody who doesn't understand, David Schwartz and Brad Garlinghouse addressed this publicly and said after the lawsuit, they anticipate adding XRP into their liquidity hub. But while they're being sued by the SEC, it just muddies the water and makes things more confusing. Johnny, I'd like to get some of your thoughts, then we'll kick it to cash flow. You know, I think the thing people don't realize is they, they just hear the ODL and liquidity hub and they think instantly XRP. <clears throat> when we spoke to one of the developers at XRP, what they said was, look, guys, we're trying to promote all the cryptocurrency. We've created a highway and we're going to let other currencies run on the highway. Now, you're going to look at it. Some people are going to say, well, that's stupid. I only want XRP to do that. OK. And the reality is, no, you don't. You want them to put something out there that the world adopts and uses. And then later you bring XRP. It's kind of like you ever get something where they give you a service, right? You get to play with something for free for like a year and you love it. And you're like, oh, this is great. I love it. And then a year later, all of a sudden they start charging you for it. You have to pay for it, right? Because they know now that there's enough adoption. People want it that they start charging. It's just it's a similar concept. You just want it to, you want to get mass adoption first. So you give stuff away for free. So in this case, the way I, the analogy I look at it here is they're giving, they're putting the ODL out there and they're saying, hey, anybody can use it, right? Let it get mass adoption. That's what you want. Later on, they'll shove XRP down everybody's throat. But for now, just get it out there. That's just what you want to see happen. So I just think it's important that people understand that. So don't get discouraged when you hear them say they ain't using XRP. Not yet. Because someday it'll be coming. I can almost guarantee you. Know, you know, Johnny, and I absolutely agree with you. Because what have we seen with, with Google? Uh, years ago, I, wrote, I, I read a book which was called, you know, you have the book, What Would Jesus Do? 
the same book is there. What would Google do? Oh my God! Yes, I, I have it here somewhere in my uh, here. What uh, it, it, it is in Dutch? What is this this book? What What would Google do? And and you know, and what they did is first get users in any kind of of application and and the. The, the 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 email and and the and the search engine it doesn't matter what users 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 and see now google is an enormous major company and and i i agree with you this the same strategy applies for yeah using a cryptocurrency or first give it for free and then uh, everybody is used to it because if it's free okay i can use it no no risk and then then they charge you money but uh yeah, it's 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 great it's great for innovation on 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 that way because you can also test if it what works what doesn't work and uh, and go from there. Yeah, guys, we have a very very cool video or article I'm going to show you later in the show where Sam Altman, the co-founder and CEO of OpenAI, was a former advisor for one of our favorite crypto products that we talk about constantly on our channel. We got 450 people here. Show us some love smash that like button. And here is a very, very in-depth update about why this Ripple news is so important. This article is titled Brace for Impact. Ripple Labs has joined the International Swaps and Derivatives Association, a financial behemoth with a total notional outstanding value of derivatives reported to be approximately $558 trillion. This is a game changer for Ripple and XRP. Ripple now stands on the shoulders with over 1,000 institutional members across 79 countries. And the potential for Ripple and XRP in this colossal market is astronomical. The full impact of this alliance remains to be seen. Will Ripple weave intricate collaborations with these global powerhouses? The anticipation is palpable, Johnny Crypto. And this seems like a movie playing out before our eyes, guys. So it's very, very cool. And there's a lot of stuff I want to get into. So close us out here. What do you? What's the biggest takeaway you have? Everyone's focused on price. This is a much bigger narrative. How long until we see t- uh, partnerships like this have an impact on our community? Well, I mean, you know, that's right, Abjur. Everybody's focused on price, and you can't be. Because right now, nothing's going to happen and nothing's going to move. Because this is all, we're just building, right? We're just starting to build everything. It's like, you got a building. You're building a hotel or something. You you poured the foundation, right? You got This is like, you just got the plans. Actually, you don't even have the plans. You just got all the right people sitting at the table to say, Hey, let's go build a building. That's what this is right now. Just to give an analogy of where you are, right? And then the next step is a lot of good things could happen out of a potential relationship like this. And to me, that's the biggest thing is I'm happy to know that one of my investments is sitting at a $12 trillion. It's sitting at a table with $12 trillion slushing around all over the place. And I know someday, some of it, they're going to capture some portion of that. And that's going to be good for my potential investment holdings, whether it's Ripple, the company, or XRP, the cryptocurrency. I think someday one or the other is going to benefit or maybe both. And that's why, obviously, if you can own both, great. Put both horses in your stable and you just sit and wait and let these big boys go build what they're going to build. And then hopefully we get to ride off the coattails of that. Andrew, I want to get some closing statements from you as well in relationship to this article, but I want to remind our listeners two key details. Number one, this association is headquartered in New York City. Huge news there for American investors. Number two, what does it mean to you? $550 trillion. The U.S. market today, or let's just say the global cryptocurrency market today, is $1.15 trillion. 
That is less than a drop in a bucket when you compare these numbers. But I'm going to give you the floor, and then we'll continue. <laughs> Apps, I can say you, I can tell you, it's a lot of money, really a lot of money, and there is so much growth potential. So uh, I hope, Johnny, that you are not as old as Warren Buffett till this all plays out, because Warren Buffett is yeah pretty successful with his buy and hold strategy, but. You know, I hope uh, we will we'll, we'll get a little bit earlier. And on the other hand, then it's it's for your for your children, and, and it's good to do do good stuff with uh, with all that money. So uh, yeah, fantastic developments. Absolutely, guys. And Johnny Crypto, Algorand is the only other crypto project associated here. People keep asking. There's only 10 billion in total supply with Algorand. It's sitting at 10 cents. It was at two dollars and fifty cents during the bull run. These types of articles are what create hopium, create speculation. And one thing everybody needs to remember, in crypto, if you're going to sell your XRP at $5, that means there's investor out there buying it at $5. And hopium actually becomes a major factor in this market. I don't want to get too, too uh, deep into that, guys. But remember, if somebody's buying your asset, you are dumping that asset on someone else. So it doesn't mean every XRP goes to $10, everybody gets wealthy. There has to be speculation that people buying at $10 think it's going to go to 20. So really interesting. Johnny, close us out here. What's your thoughts on Algorand? Uh, you know, I, I think that Algorand has a really good technology abs. I think that they are, are certainly going to be in a position to benefit of the growth in the future. They've got, you know, they're tied in also with, uh, was it with FIFA? It was Algorand also tied in with FIFA. Yep. And they've got some really, really good, strong partnerships. But again, everything's starting out in the beginning. We're so early. We have to see how all these things play together how they all come together, where they end up getting their technology leverage and how that's going to drive demand. I'll also put the link, and everybody's asking where I got the $12 trillion link. There was an article I had. I'll share the link in the uh, chat, and you guys can go read where they talk about you know, how $6 trillion, there's, it's, there's like a trick, $6 trillion, $600 trillion, but the unlocked value really is around $12 trillion. I think it was maybe five or eight years ago. I don't know. It's probably somewhere in that range. But I'll just share that with you guys. So if you want to read it, you're welcome to. Thank you, Johnny. And this is a very interesting article. I know you and Cashflow are both going to like this one. This is Sam Altman, guys. And who is that? Sam Altman is the co-founder and the CEO of OpenAI. Now, why is this important? Sam Altman, he looks like a young guy, like Cashflow said before the, before the show. He's only in his 30s here. But look at where he used to work. We're going to scroll down in his profile and find the Stellar Development Foundation. He was a member of their advisory board on March 31st of 2014. I think he was only about 28 years old. So really, really interesting news here. He was also part of the Stellar Development Foundation back here as well, where he was an advisor. So very interesting, Johnny. I don't want to get too deep into it because we have so much news prepared. We're going to talk China, XRP, Forbes articles. But what do you think? The founder of OpenAI connected to Jed McCaleb and the Stellar Foundation. I mean, there you go. Like I tell you all the time, Mavs, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And obviously we know we know how Jeb, the, the Teflon Don, is now connected to Sam Altman. And, and obviously, I, you know, I always look at those kinds of things. Like, obviously, the Teflon Don's got, you know, being connected to him, not such a bad thing. And people, you can see, you know, here again, another thing, another guy connected to him and good things happening. So, to me, you kind of want to follow that network, that circle of people, you know, Altman, um, uh, McCaleb, and guys like that, and see kind of Andre, you know, Andre Horison, Andres Horison, that old group where those are those guys too. Those whole things you want to just keep an eye on that, on that, and see where they're investing, what they're doing. They always seem to almost like everything they touch turns to gold, kind of a thing. Andrew Clasfo, any quick remarks here before we get into this Forbes article? Um, 
in, about I would say interesting developments and uh, yeah we'll, we'll have to wait yeah. do you think we could ever see a situation where stellar is incorporating ai i feel like it's connections like this although it's 10 years ago these types of handshake deals are made all the time and then we see the news several years later do you think there's a situation where ai is incorporated into stellar maybe that's yeah. the value he was adding at, at least those guys know each other they talk and and if those, I mean, also this this Sam this, this Sam Elkman, he 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 must be a genius already in a young age. So put some genius genius minds in the same room, and they will come up with genius ideas. So it's absolutely yeah viable that they work something out. How or at least that they talk about it. How can we work together? You know, and it's yeah fantastic to see and uh, i'm uh, i'm looking forward to that kind of stuff and this is exciting news johnny crypto these types of connections are what lead to price appreciation in the future but let's get into some exciting news out of forbes yesterday because if we're not going to accept crypto in the united states it's gonna go overseas and that's what forbes was highlighting i want to make a brief comment about forbes before we get into this they are the clickbait kings. The Forbes Forbes publishes these articles and they have something in the title. It really doesn't have anything to do with the information underneath. But as you can see, the title of this article was Forbes says China just made significant game-changing move that could impact the XRP price. So what happened over in China? China gave a license to exchange to now sell crypto to retail investors. Forbes unveiling accumulation of Hong Kong's revamped crypto framework has thrust local exchanges into the spotlight. Among the first recipients of the exchanges were Hashkey and OSL. These licenses now bestow upon platforms the privilege of catering to Hong Kong's retail clientele, which is massive for retail adoption. Johnny Crypto, broadly, what do you think about this article? If it's not going to end up in America, it has to go somewhere. Well, I think what's more significant here is, you know, China was significantly against cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, right, for a long time. And this may be the first signs of showing that maybe China's starting to lax its policy a bit on cryptocurrency because Hong Kong is now part of China. So to me, it's kind of maybe the first step in showing that we may start to see China opening up a bit. And that's going to be huge, huge, huge um, for when you talk about the whole entire crypto space. I think that could be a very, very, very big beneficial um, part for it in the long run, Abs. What about the CEO? How many times have we heard that China banned crypto and then they allowed it again and then they banned it again? And so I'm curious, would it be the last time and now that they allow it again? I'm curious to see that. You know, what's interesting, too, is that they are the number one leader in central bank digital currency adoption. Hong Kong specifically right now, they do about $12 billion in volume per year in their CBDC. So to see them also offering decentralized currencies, it's another narrative I think we should discuss. Do you have any thoughts about that, Andrew? At least what they are currently doing is very smart. They started with CDBCs in a very early stage. They already started when the Olympic Games were there, I think two or three years ago. So imagine what amount of experience they already have with, with, with major usage, with exchanging, with, with, with handling, with, with help desk, with, with all kinds of financial products around it. And, and yeah, this, this, this gives you really an advantage for the future and especially on, on, on countries and companies or, and that do not have that experience. So I think it's wise what they do. Yeah, and advice. Yeah, it's wise what they do from a 
country perspective and with, the, with their narratives. Am I fully, fully happy with the CDBC aspect? No. However, it also has a spin-off to uh, regular uh, uh, cryptocurrencies. So I think the more experience you get with either centralized or decentralized uh, electronic uh, uh, crypto kind of stuff, yeah, the better it is. Absolutely, guys. And check this out right here, Johnny Crypto. Before we move on into some more XRP-related articles, this is what Forbes was telling their followers. The CEO of OSL, one of the companies that received a license in China, is touting this as a significant first-mover advantage, now giving Chinese retail investors the power to trade XRP, Bitcoin, and Ethereum. Jeremy Allaire also congratulated them on the news, and he particularly mentioned how Asia, with Hong Kong and China, are playing pivotal roles in the global adoption trend. Johnny, I, I know you've been to China yourself. What does it mean to you that the Chinese market, over a billion people, may now have access to buy currencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and of course, XRP? Well, that's why I was saying it's humongous, huge. Now, there's a good portion of China, unfortunately, that is still very poor, but they have a huge growing middle class, especially, God, what I've seen over the past 20 I remember going there, right? And, and, and when you were in diapers... Everybody was on bicycle, like button bicycles or walking in the streets. And there was like nothing going on 20 years ago. And then, you know, you go now and the cities are humping and pumping. You've got scooters everywhere. People got cars. And it went from horse and buggy over 20 years to mad, mad middle class there. So you're seeing that growth. There's a lot more of, of money being passed around, disposable income that they have now. And they want to invest in crypto. In fact, you saw that they were putting a lot of money. There was a lot. There was a lot of investment going. Uh, the Asians are very, very sharp, and they love crypto. They love leading cutting edge technology. You wouldn't believe it, but you go there now, and they were paying with WhatsApp five years ago, eight years ago. They were going. They were making payments on their with their phones. And I'm like, holy cow, we can't even do that in the U.S. yet. I remember I was at a restaurant after they brought me a, a machine. I'm like, oh, here, you just pay with your credit card right here. I'm like, oh, you don't need to go in the back and take it? Like, no, 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 you do it right at your table. And then five years later, we start doing that here. Like, we're behind. We're actually behind on technology. Nobody gets it because, you, you know, if you go go to China, then you don't know. But they're a very, very, very cutting, leading edge from a technology perspective. And their people will invest in cryptocurrency. There's no doubt about it. And when you talk... Again, not a billion people, but there's going to be a good chunk of money that would flood into the space. You guys always say, oh, why aren't we seeing the price rising? Well, because you need new money to come in. Well, guess what? There's a shit ton of new money just sitting there that would probably come into the space if they open up the doors. And that's why I said that Hong Kong news is exciting because if they're opening the door there, that may next me mean they may be willing to open the door in China. And when they open the door in China, you're going to see a shit ton more money coming in. And yes, then your prices will fly up. Thank you, Johnny Crypto. And we got 445 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button and check out this latest article because for a long time, Ripple has talked about, or sorry, X.com, formerly known as Twitter, has talked about becoming a payments application. Over the weekend, they rolled out a product for their creators now paying people significant amount of money to create content on their platform. Well, Ripple's head of payment products envisions an X future where crypto is involved and specifically, we're talking XRP in this article. The head of payments products at Ripple shared his insights on how X could leverage cryptocurrency to fulfill its ambition of becoming the best place on the internet to earn a living as a creator. Elon Musk firmly denied any plans for X to launch its own crypto token, and that's something we'll discuss at the end of the article. The uh, product, product producer at Ripple emphasized the global nature of the creator economy, 
stating X must consider the needs of creators worldwide and not just in the United States. Stablecoins, public cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and XRP are broadly accessible and could easily be used for payments. X could differentiate itself by offering real-time payments for their customers as well as consumers. For instance, X could pay creators every hour for the revenue generated through its content engagement and related ad revenues. Creators could also immediately liquidate that crypto for fiat, giving them instant access to their earnings. Let's pause and discuss it right here, Johnny Crypto. This is one of the reasons a dollar cost average into Dogecoin a little bit over, I think it was last week, just because Elon Musk is out of control. Elon Musk is taking over the narrative when it comes to crypto, and he's the number one proponent of, of Dogecoin. So if they're going to incorporate digital assets onto the X app, I do think Dogecoin would be one of the first to, to be uh, let onto the platform. But what do you think about the solutions that crypto offers here? Instant payments, less fees. It, it only seems inevitable that they, if they become a payment app, they will include crypto. I mean, it's just no doubt in my mind at some point, X will eventually have some type of crypto payment solution. I could not see one of the most advanced men in the world who loves technology and promoting it would, would not do that, right? So that's coming. It may start with cash and cash type payments first, apps. I think that's what will happen. And then eventually he'll he'll bring crypto on board. And we all know he's bringing Doge. I mean, he, I don't know why, but he loves the fact that he could take a meme coin and turn it into something. And, may, and maybe that's the whole thing behind his fascination with turning doge into that maybe it's because it's like hey look i took something that was a joke right we all know that doge was just literally a meme coin and i'm going to turn it into something useful maybe he takes pride in that i don't freaking know i don't know him but i can see that happening but what what to me is the most mind-boggling apps is here's a man who loves x like everything does has the letter x in it and we got xrp and xlm and you know you don't hear any talk with him and doing something with either one of those. And to me, that's the part that I got to be honest with you. I just sit there and I, I bash my head against the wall. Like, like, dude, you're missing it. Like, like come on, Elon, you're smart. <laughs> and you love X. And there's two technologies with the X that could get it done that would be a perfect match with you. And you don't hear, you hear crickets out of him when it comes to that. And maybe that's because he's working out in the background. Maybe. Who knows? That could be a good thing. But it's just... It's just interesting to me that he's never really ever promoted or talked much about either one of them. And yeah, exactly. Like Ace says, maybe there's an NDA. I hope there is uh, because it would be a true great marriage between X, well, X, the business and XRP, the, the currency. I think the two of them would be a match made in heaven, to be honest with you. Johnny, here's a very interesting connection. Andrew, I'm going to kick it over to you after we discuss this breaking news. And it's not breaking news. It's just a connection, actually. So this is the former vice president of BlackRock. And I believe this post is from 2020, if I'm correct. She said, what this space needs is a decoupling from meme coins and those with long-term utility use cases that will disrupt many industries. In order for this space to grow and mature, Quant, AVAX, ETH 2.0, XDC, and XRP are many promising projects waiting to take the crypto market by storm. And Johnny Crypto, look at this right here. BlackRock's vice president. I'm sure we can connect this to the article we spent most of our time on today, where Ripple joins BlackRock and JPM as a member of the leading trade association for the derivatives market. This is massive news, not only for XRP, but for the derivatives market as a whole. Once we go into crypto, there's no turning back to the old outdated system. And I just wanted to get some comments before we talk about PayPal, Andrew. Um, Sorry, I thought, I thought you were asking uh, Johnny. 
Um, sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. Um, I actually forget my question. That's pretty funny. All right, guys. So with that lapse of judgment right there and that little mistake, I'm going to buy myself some time and show you a very cool video here. This is Joe Rogan discussing the possibility of a cashless society and how far away are we from that day happening? Well, we're a cashless society. Hopefully forever, dude. I hope I hope forever. I hope we never, like, it is so scary to imagine the, like, losing the privacy, losing it all completely because every transaction is in the public yeah. eye or observable. That's really scary, man. I mean, it's like, I don't even do anything interesting with my money, like, except, like, tip on the road. Like, you know, I use my card and I know that's the argument is that's traceable. I, I realize that, but it's scary because it, there's an option. Mm. If you want to just like blow some cash on something, you can't. It, it, you could just like, no one will know. It's the, whatever it is. Right. Not that I would ever use cash for anything other than legal purposes. It's just like, the, you yeah. know what I mean? Like the. Like one day in the future, everything will be traceable. That's right. And yeah. And so it's what catches my attention here, Andrew. It's not like they're saying anything we haven't heard before, but this is Joe Rogan discussing this type of stuff. A lot of people are getting exposure to this information. What does that mean to you? And then we're going to close it out with some PayPal information. Yeah, you know, it is, uh, it is just a sequence of stuff. I mean, I, I live here in Western Europe. And if I drive with my car from, from here to my, to, to, to my girlfriend, you know, every, every other uh, uh, 10 kilometers I'm filmed and they know exactly where I am. And of course there are privacy rules. So all my movement is already uh, uh, registered. So I, 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 by the way, I, I read the book of Bill Gates uh, years ago. Um, and he was telling in that book, I live a documented life. Like it was something good. You know, he would have a camera. That was, it was an idea of, I think 25 years ago. And he had a camera and everything was documented. So if something went wrong, he could prove it. And, and look where we are here. We are almost in a documented life, but not in our favor. <laughs> You're right, Andrew. And we're going to close it out with this article here. Payments giant PayPal has launched a dollar peg stablecoin on top of Ethereum. We'll just go through this information very briefly for our listeners. As PayPal launches its first stablecoin, consider boosting your financial growth with Fierce. Oh, sorry. This is an advertisement. I'm sorry about that, guys. That is an advertisement. But very interesting. Ethereum token being backed by PayPal. What's it mean to you, Andrew? Maybe we can discuss it to close out the show. Um, actually, I, I, I prepared a nice story which I like to tell you at the end of, end of the show. I want to tell you about something about Elon and his mo motivation, what he's doing. In 1998, he started Coinfinity. Yeah, that was later. It was... Uh, uh, renamed to paypal then in 2002 there was a merger of paypal and x.com who was the founder of x.com elon musk he founded that that was an online financial service provider then in 2002 paypal was taken over by ebay so he lost his name x.com and then in 2015 uh, 13 years later PayPal and eBay split up. So they are now two separate entities on the, on the stock exchange. Then on 2017, Elon bought back the name X.com for several millions. The, the number is not exactly right. So he loves the, na the name X somewhere or the other. Then in 2022, we all know Elon Musk bought 
Twitter for 44 billion. And guess what happened? That financial company that he founded in uh, 2002 or earlier is now Twitter is now x.com. So guess what will Twitter be? A financial company? Absolutely, with with messaging purposes. Very yeah. interesting, Andrew. That's some, some deep insight right there. X.com, it's not only a payment app, it's a messaging service and it's an everything app. Johnny, 20 seconds here, close us out. Yeah, man, it's no doubt about it. You could see how he had lost the X and brought it back. It, it, you could tell that was his plan from day one. And speaking of X, there's XRP on the board. And guys, make sure you get on the wait list if you want to get early access to Merlin this week. Absolutely, guys. 30 days absolutely free. Try out our product. And we're going to close this thing out by saying thank you to each one of our guests. Thank you to Johnny Crypto and thank you to Andrew Cashflow. We got 428 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We'll see you guys in 23 hours. And like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get the shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Let's go.